0: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we're going to break down tonight's game with Denver, an extremely important game for Oklahoma City. One, because Denver is a possible playoff opponent, and what kind of message do you want to send to Denver for the upcoming playoffs? And two, if the Thunder are still trying to get into second place, they better start making up some ground now, and no better way to do it than when you're head-to-head with an opponent We'll give you the keys to a Thunder win tonight. In segment number two, Russell Westbrook has three straight games of 40-plus points or more. But don't confuse that for stat hoarding. I'll tell you why Russell Westbrook has to do this a little bit out of necessity. But more importantly, there is something going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder that we haven't seen in quite some time. But it might make them close to being as about a perfect a team as you can get. I'll explain that in segment number two. And then I'll wrap things up in segment number three today, talking about a myth, a myth that has surrounded the Oklahoma City Thunder for quite some time, and a myth that is being perpetuated by the addition of Markeith Morris. And truthfully, he's only adding to something the Thunder have, not bringing something that the Thunder didn't have. This is the Locked on Thunder Podcast. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I'm working on another project called Thunder Maven, which I hope you'll get excited about. And if you like this podcast, subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen in your car, and then just tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder Podcast. You can listen going to work, coming home from work, either way, it's all good. It's the Locked On Thunder podcast, your team every day from the Locked On Podcast Network. Very important to game tonight in Denver. In fact, it is a must-win situation for Oklahoma City. And no, I'm not hyping it up. I know what you're saying. Must-win situations are saved for when a team faces elimination. But the Thunder are facing... An elimination of sorts tonight. If you lose to Denver 1, you're 0-3 to Denver. So they would own any tiebreakers that you would have just in case you were tied for second place in the Western Conference. They automatically usurp you because they've won the season series against you. But you don't want to let the Nuggets think that they have absolutely got the best of you. And right now, the Thunder have lost both games to Denver and only scored 98 points against them. The Thunder averaged 116 points per game. Denver is holding opponents to 106 points per game. And yes, they've held the Thunder to just 98 points. And in one of those games, Nikola Jokic wasn't that great. He wasn't good at all. Second game he was really good, but here's what the Thunder have to do in order to win. First and foremost, you've got to control the tempo tonight. You've got to get up and down the court. You can't let the Nuggets get back and set in their defense. Not to mention the Thun- the, the Nuggets, I should say, are getting one of their key players back in a guy like Gary Harris who defends very well against the 3 and he could make life very difficult. For a guy like Paul George or a guy like Terrence Ferguson or maybe even a guy like Jeremy Grant if he's up on him and knows how to defend that three very well. And we've seen all of those guys be able to shoot from beyond the arc. So when you've got the opportunity, you've got to connect tonight for Oklahoma City. The other key to this game is watch Steven Adams when. When switches are made, is Steven Adams going to be going out and playing on guards? Is Jokic going to stretch Steven Adams out and go out beyond the arc and force him to defend the three, which we've just talked about ad nauseum, how that is not one of Steven Adams' strong suits? And with a guy like Jokic, can you get physical enough with him to just throw him off his game a little bit? Going back to that first game where Jokic didn't play all that well, and you're looking at sort of the mixed bag of results here with him, guys like that, if if you're just asking straight-up opinion like that, guys like that are only off. Very rarely does somebody ever lock them down and make them play bad. A great example of that for OKC is what Anthony Davis has done since that first matchup with Oklahoma City. And everybody was patting Steven Adams on the back, talking about a great job he did. And Adams was frank. He told us, hey, all this guy did was miss a lot of shots. There wasn't anything I did to him that hurt him. Well, you can not only have to have Adams get physical with him every time he goes to the paint, make life difficult, but if you can somehow get Nerlens Noel on him, if Markeith Morris can come out and play on Jokic and make life difficult then all that sits up well for the Thunder. Then you take the aspect of this game, which is a possible playoff opponent. And as it stands now, Nuggets in second, Oklahoma City in third, and it's better than that 4-5 spot because the 4-5 spot gets stuck with Golden State in the second round, which means you are playing Denver in the second, okay? Okay. We all know that Oklahoma City can match up with Golden State and take them to seven. We don't know if the Thunder really are mentally and physically tough enough to play with this Denver Nuggets team for a seven-game stretch. And the other thing that I'm not 100% convinced of is that Denver could be in Oklahoma City's head, and all that has got to get reversed tonight. It just has. The Thunder have to come out and not only send a message as far as trying to climb up the ladder. But if you are playing against this team in the second round of the playoffs, they need to be a little bit scared of you. The Thunder have got to do some things very similar to what they did against the Jazz on Friday night. And those similar things are is that when you've got an opportunity to take a hard foul, even if it means a flagrant one, I'm okay with that just like they did to Rudy Gobert. And if you do that to Jokic, I'm fine with it. If you can do anything to just throw him off his game and be the more physical, aggressive team tonight, as long as you're not fouling out. Look, I don't mind a few fouls. I don't mind flagrant fouls. As long as you're not stuck in a situation where guys are sitting on the bench in the last few minutes of the game or overtime situations, I don't mind seeing Oklahoma City do that tonight. Because once you do that, if you if you get the understanding, you come to an understanding with Denver, this is how we're going to play, you may just rattle them enough that by the time things happen in the playoffs, that Denver might be a little bit afraid of Oklahoma City. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Mike Malone's a good enough coach not to let that happen. And this team has enough experience with, with Oklahoma City that that's probably not going to be the case. But any mental edge that you can use as the Thunder to get over on this team, you've got to use it tonight. And I will be interested to see just how effective Steven Adams can be against Jokic tonight on the offensive end. Can he out-rebound him? Can he muscle him? Can he give the Thunder some second chances that they're desperately going to need? You know, rebounding on that offensive end tonight, very key for Steven Adams in, in making sure that Oklahoma City is able to keep that ball alive and keep it away from Denver. I also want to see that. I also want to see if the Thunder can come out and play with a sense of urgency that they really go out and, as Billy Donovan said in last or the last game and last post game against the Kings, is. Can Oklahoma City, can the Thunder establish what their identity is early, play to who they are, and get this game under control early? So if there is a lull somewhere between that, say, second and third quarter, that the Thunder aren't digging themselves out of too big a hole. And even if they are, I don't worry about the Thunder in that situation. What I worry about is more what happened against the Kings when you're dead tired And you're having to constantly come back the way that they were on Friday night. But I don't think that's going to be the case tonight. And um, I I do, you know, I, I think the Thunder proved on Friday that when it comes to possible playoff opponents, there's going to be more of an edge than what that they have played with maybe at the beginning of the year. I thought it was very I thought it was great that they played against played they had that physical edge against the jazz and the reason I like that is because you just want that other team to know that it's going to be a battle it's going to be a seven game battle when you get into the playoffs. This is the locked on Thunder podcast I am Eric G coming up next here on LOT don't mistake what Russell Westbrook's doing with this current streak is stat hoarding. Be sure to listen to the Locked on Thunder podcast in your cards to ask your smart device to play us. And you can listen on the way to work. You can listen on the way home. Most of these podcasts are done in about 30 minutes or less. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. You can also ask to listen to Locked on Sooners as well. For three straight games now, Russell Westbrook has scored over 40 points. Absolutely amazing. So you lose a triple-double streak. You pick up with scoring 40 plus points. Um, just and a lot of it, a lot of it comes out of necessity. And and I'm gonna to get to that in a second, but I wanna say this. I really want to get this off my chest. There's a lot of people that just criticize Russ as a guy that hoards stats. That's all he does. And it would be one thing if during this current streak he was shooting at a high volume and missing a lot of shots, but the dude has been efficient. If I'm not mistaken, in a couple of these games, I think Russ has been right at 50% or a little bit over, and I think the third one, it wasn't too far off 50%. So it's not like he's just out there jacking up shots, missing them, and trying to get 40 points a game. And if you've noticed what what is happening with, with the Oklahoma City Thunder, Billy Donovan is doing a great job of making sure that either Russ or Paul George is generally on the floor with that second unit who has a difficult time scoring. Now, they weren't too bad against the Kings. They weren't that bad against the Pelicans. And in fact, against the Kings, I think they were only outscored by one point. Scored like I think they were outscored like 35-34. It was pretty similar in the Pelicans game, but they got embarrassed against the Utah Jazz. I mean, they got absolutely... They were totally non-existent in that game against the Jazz. So that scoring has to come from someplace. And whether Russ is on the floor picking them up or Russ has to come back into the game with the starters, somebody has to make all that up. Paul George can't do it himself. Russ has to be there. And I think what we've learned, if you haven't learned it by now, and this point cannot be hammered home enough, Russell Westbrook will do whatever it takes to win. If that means he needs to score 40 points, he'll score 40 points. If it means he needs to get a triple-double, he'll get a triple-double. If he needs to give up the winning shot to Paul George, he will do that. He will throw the ball to an Alex Sabrinas who is no longer with us and give him the opportunity to make the shot. That's who Russell Westbrook is. He understands his role on this team, and his role is to be the unequivocal leader of this team and make sure that whatever has to take place on the court will in fact take place that particular night just so Oklahoma City can come out with a W. And the other thing that you got to love about the not just Oklahoma City, the other thing you got to love is not just Russell Westbrook. It is the overall makeup of this team. What I truly love about the Thunder and why I think in the playoffs one of the reasons that they're so dangerous, and not just Paul George coming alive and Russell Westbrook and you know Adams Grant and the addition of Marquise Moore. Like all that is is fine and well, but everybody understands their role on this team, and it's probably the first team like that since probably 2012. I mean, there is absolutely no mistaking what you're supposed to do when you're on the court. Nobody oversteps their bounds. You don't have to worry about a Dennis Schroder being unhappy about coming off the bench and being a sixth man. You don't have to worry about a guy like Hamadou Diallo figuring he needs to be in the lineup more because he was in the dunk contest or he's a sensational rookie who's going to throw a fit about his playing time. Terrence Ferguson certainly... Not going to complain about his touches. Nobody complains about their touches. And if they did, it wouldn't matter because Russell Westbrook is not going to put up with that crap. I mean, you're going to tell Russ that you're going you're gonna to go complain to Russ about your touches. But the only guy that can get away with that might be Paul George. Actually, is Paul George. Steven Adams maybe could get away with it, but probably not. And even Steven knows not to go down that road. And when you've got a team... That when everybody knows their role, then you've got chemistry. You've got harmony. You don't have infighting. And you don't have to worry about prior to a key game in the playoffs, somebody's bitching about not getting theirs, as we have all heard that James Harden did while he was here in Oklahoma City. And that was a little disruptive to the Thunder during that series with with the Miami Heat in the playoffs. He was upset about not getting his. And I know that that's been disputed, but I've heard it from enough people that, that were there that I truly, honestly, have got to believe that there is some validity to that. And with this particular team, with it being harmonious, with the fact that the three-point shooting is coming around, which has been tremendous over these last few weeks, Paul George becoming clutch, Russell always continuing to be clutch. They're one of, if not the most dangerous team in the playoffs. They're probably the team that you least want to face, unless you're the Denver Nuggets. That's why we go back to segment number one and say, tonight, very important for Oklahoma City to get a win. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I'll dispel a myth about something that Thunder don't have in this last segment. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. And the best way to digest the Locked on Thunder podcast or any of the podcasts in the Locked on Podcast Network is ask your smart device to play us anytime you're in your car. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And remember, take us to and take us from work. Markeith Morris supposedly adds toughness to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I'm here to tell you that the Thunder have already had toughness this year. Wasn't Markeith Morris that went up and committed the flagrant foul on Rudy Gobert. Last time I checked, that was Russell Westbrook. It wasn't Markeith Morris who grabbed, who was it, Robin Lopez by the hand when a fight nearly broke out with the Bulls earlier this year. That was Steven Adams. Okay. It wasn't Markeith Morris. He wasn't on the floor enough with the Jazz to fully set that physical tone. He wasn't the one going back and forth with Joe Ingles. That was Paul George. The Thunder have toughness. And there's always been this sort of myth around Oklahoma City that they've got to go out and get a guy like Markeith Morris, So they've got to get a guy like Kendrick Perkins in order to bring the toughness here. Now, the Perkins one, I agree with everyone. And the purpose that Kendrick Perkins served beyond just having the ball go right through his hands is the fact that Perk kept everybody in line. That was the biggest contribution that he made to this team. And the guy that's taking on that role now is Raymond Felton. And you need that. You need that guy in the lock. Oh, do you need that guy in the locker room? You need that guy that, that everybody either fears or has that sage like wisdom that when things are going bad he can say something and it not be taken with a grain of salt. That's what Kendrick Perkins was for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's how he was able, he talked that way to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and did his best he could to bridge those two personalities, which were very, diff- very different and very difficult to, to deal with on a daily basis. I can't even imagine what Kendrick Perkins was putting up with. Now Raymond Felton steps into that role. But if you're looking for edge with the Oklahoma City Thunder and where it comes from, the big 3 give you that edge because all of them have a little street fighter in them. Russ constantly has had that chip on his shoulder since he was young and he uses it every time that he goes out on the court and plays angry and yes, we know it can be to his detriment, but for the most part, that's the reason why Russell Westbrook is the only player in the NBA who for all 82 games come out can come out and play like it's his absolute last. You've got Steven Adams, who's just got that New Zealander grit, who's I, truthfully, I think he's kind of a rugby player at heart. A rugby player put in a basketball player's body, but that tells you that there's not a night that he's gonna get pushed around. Even when he has to deal with a guy like Rudy Gobert, you can't you you can't ever put Steven Adams in a situation where you're in his head. And you gotta have a guy that that's that, that is that mentally tough every single game to come out and know that if he's having a bad game, there are other ways from an offensive end or not rebounding, there are other ways he can affect the game. Stephen Adams knows that, and then there's Paul George, who's not only developed clutch gene and did so the day that he signed with the Thunder, and I'll, I will go to my grave saying that that's when the clutch gene developed because he said he he signed on to play with for the opportunity to play with Russell Westbrook but he's that guy that's big enough, strong enough that you try and get in his head, it's just not going to work. I mean, all three of those guys have that same bulldog mentality and it filters throughout the rest of the team. Morris is just a nice ingredient to that. He's not the reason for it. He's just... One more thing to make it that much better than what it already is or that much more gritty than what it already is or grittier, I think, is the way to say it. The other thing about Markeith Morris is don't think that he has just taken Patrick P- Patterson's spot out of the rotation because it does not take much for Billy Do- for guys to get sideways with Billy Donovan. Russ has grace. Adams has grace. You know Paul George does. Um, I go back and forth on Jeremy Grant. I I'm pretty sure that Jeremy Grant has grace because there's such a steep drop off from him to Morris and definitely from him to Patterson that you want him on the court as much as possible. But maybe Dennis Schroeder does. But when you got a guy like Raymond Felton, I don't think Billy Donovan would hesitate that if that if Schroeder strung together. Some bad. We've already seen Struder bring string some bad games together. He'll still run him out there. But there are some guys that if you go get out there, and it's not just a bad game, but if you show any lack of effort whatsoever, Billy Donovan's not going to have a problem bitching you. Same goes for Markeith Morris. And if for some reason, and I'm I don't think it will with Markeith, he's pretty much throughout his NBA history has been a guy that's been noted as a workhorse. I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. For him to give effort every night, I'm pretty sure it was. But if he doesn't, and even remotely, Billy Donovan gets that hint, he'll be out. Patterson will be in. And here is Clay Horning asking really about that situation. Marquise moving into the rotation, Patrick Patterson moving out. Do you see it as opponent specific? Do you see using them both? In the yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to answer that question. I mean, certainly we want to give Marquise an opportunity to see what he can provide to our team. He just got here. He, have a, he hasn't played since uh, the end of December. So um, trying to give him an opportunity to play some and see what he can do is is what we'll do. But, I mean, I'm not – I think for a guy that's been out as long as he's been out to come in there and just say this is what we're going to do with him, I think we've got to just see how it goes and see if we can help him get up to speed with what we're doing. he's guy's been here for like 48 hours, so it's really, really hard to to say that what the plan is going to be going forward. Some people have a problem with Billy Donovan doing that with guys that – if for some reason they're not giving effort or if some reason they're having bad games and Billy decides to yank him out or he decides to go with somebody who's hot or he's mixing and matching based on what's going on with the opponent they're playing, I don't have an issue with that at all. The reason I don't have an issue with that and the reason I like that Billy Donovan does it is it keeps guys on their toes. And and as a professional, especially when you're not a superstar, you need to come in every day feeling like you are fighting for your job. Every day has to be a fight for your job because that gives you that competitive edge. So whether it's Markeith Morris or Patrick Patterson, whether you're playing in a game or going to practice, every day you've got to feel like your job's on the line. And I think a lot of times when dudes get comfortable, if you don't have that Russell Westbrook mentality, you can get too comfortable and lose your edge. This way, Billy Donovan... Keeps guys on their toes. And we've already seen that his way works. Raymond Felton shows you that you can be professional, not play for about a month and a half. Come on, come on the court or show up on the court and go absolutely nuts. So I think that excuse wears thin very easily. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll talk about how the Thunder could have a big advantage coming up against the Philadelphia 76ers. They might be without their big men, so how much will the big guy Stephen Adams eat? And then we will also break down this game with the Denver Nuggets, and until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.